I'm Mabel Flowers from New York City, New York. I am 62 years old and a special education secretary. I'm Aubrey Flowers. I'm 59 years old. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I'm a paraeducator dealing with severe autism. We've been together 41 years, 41 long years. Mabel and I dated six years before we were married, and we've been married 35 going on 36 years in a few months. I believe a word that describes our relationship is timeless. I like that one. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. My dating life before I met Aubrey was very sparse. Dad had very strict rules and most things we wanted to go to, whether it was a dance, a party, or whatever they call them. Started late, like 9 or 10, and I had to be in by midnight. My dating life before I met Mabel was um, a high school sweetheart. I think we both maybe had plans to stay together as boyfriend, girlfriend, like long distance type relationship. At least in my mind, I think I knew that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. And uh, so when I got to San Jose State, I tried for a minute (laughs) to stay loyal to my high school sweetheart, but it didn't last long. When I first met Aubrey, I was in my dorm room studying. Well, our good friend Will says, I have to pick up a good friend of mine um, from school. Do you mind picking him up? I said, well, tell me a little more about him. So he tells me, it's it's Aubrey. He plays football. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. If it's one of those football players, the 49ers were practiced at our campus during the summer, dealt with them, the San Jose State football team. Now, I wasn't going to meet some man at the airport by myself. So I drive to the airport with Will in the back seat with his leg hanging out the window with two other of my other friends. I get out the car. I go to the baggage claim area. San Jose's airport was small at the time, so you can get out your car and go right to the baggage and see the the people. So I just went up to him because I saw him in his letterman jacket, said, hey, are you Aubrey? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, come on. And she just turned around and started walking. (laughs) And and I just grabbed my stuff and I'm basically chasing her out the door and to the car. I was relieved when I got to the car and saw Will because uh, I was nervous because you know, a new girl I had met before has taken me someplace. And uh, before we went to the dorms back to on campus, we went to McDonald's. Yes. And I 
ordered my food. Everybody ordered their food. And we got our food and went to the table. But Mabel didn't have any food. So I thought maybe she didn't have any money and didn't order anything. So I offered to buy her food. Yes, you did. Especially since she drove, was nice enough to drive me back to the school, to the campus. And she was like, oh, and pretended like, you know, she was really didn't have any money. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she said, fool, I already ordered. It was a grill <laughs> order. They're still making it. So everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> and I thought that was cool that like we just met and she was already ragging on me. And that kind of made me feel right at home right there. That's right. The qualities that drew me to Aubrey was first that he showed me his heart and, and his smile and his compassion for, I don't know if I can say this or not, but his compassion for women and what the, the importance of women in life. And it was something as simple as he was telling me a story about his uh, mom or I can't remember his mom or his sister. And he needed to get her, her, I don't know, I don't want to say her menstrual cycle things. And he didn't have a problem talking about it or getting them. And that, I know it sounds crazy, but that got me right there that he wasn't afraid to be a man and um, express how he feels and still be able to help a woman in her time of need during that time. Because some men won't even go near that aisle in a store or they'll pay somebody else to do it or bribe their little brother or sister to do that. What drew me to Mabel was her spirit. It was fun loving. And uh, she was earthy. She wasn't. I'm not really into divas and high maintenance. So (laughs) she just was very down to earth, had a beautiful spirit, and uh, she had a great pair of legs. So it was all win, all good. This is just starting to make me cry. It's happy tears, but I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could be real with her where I was maybe putting on a show for other people. And it just seemed like we just had this connection. Uh, right from the beginning because I could see in her spirit she wasn't really looking for for anything from me and I it just everything just made me feel comfortable about her and we just had a connection right from the start yes Arby made me feel very comfortable and we could talk about everything and anything we went on our first date in uh San Jose at the Sizzler, but it could have been just anywhere. I just wanted to spend time with him to be able to just talk. And I don't know really know what brought that about, why we didn't just eat at school like we usually do. I think we wanted to be alone. Mm -hmm. And she told me there was this restaurant downtown she liked. And when we got there, I realized it wasn't so much that it was Sizzler she liked. She liked the ambiance of this restaurant. It, It had a lot of glass windows. It was an old building that I think they had turned into a scissor and it, it was really beautiful, to be quite honest. It was a really nice building they were using. You had a view of, you know, the outside and all that. Well, I think eventually they had to kick us out. We didn't realize how long we had sat there speaking about anything from parents to flowers to dogs to life about um, each other. Any relationships, which I didn't have very many, which he couldn't understand why I didn't have very many relationships, but we <laughs> talked about the foods we loved, why I liked old buildings, because I still like old buildings, dark wood and glass. He says I am an old soul and, and I maybe I should have been born in the country. I don't like wearing shoes. I like being comfortable. 
I just, and I'm not a diva. So just that just, I was comfortable. It would have been, it was like being at home talking to him. And we shared with our meal. I remember that we shared our meal. Why I ate off his plate? I don't know if he was expecting that because I just <laughs> invited myself <laughs> to his plate, but he didn't seem to have a problem with it. No, I enjoyed that evening very much. What really, to me, made me know Mabel was the one. It was 1982, about three years into our relationship. She went away on a long trip, extended trip to Great Britain, Egypt, and Israel. I just planned on like dating as much as I could with anybody, pretty much, just to make sure that it was not the same as it was with Mabel. And so she left. And I did that exactly that. I went out. I was trying to go out every night, like nights of the week that I never like would go out. I would go out. (laughs) (laughs) I was after work. I would go out and I, you know, and I dated. I had guys setting me up with like blind dates and I'd go out. I had some terrible dates. Oh, my God. Terrible. And I did not have a good time with one person. It was awful. It was almost like torture. And I was Comparing everyone to Mabel, I believe, not intentionally, but I think that's what I was doing subconsciously. Nobody was measured up. And uh, that let me know right then when she got back, I was going to ask her to marry me. I did feel like Arby was the one when I went on that trip, but I wasn't going to tell him that. I didn't know he was doing all this (laughs) discovering other people and going out with (laughs) everyone (laughs) or, or anyone. Oh, I even called him from England and found out that's a very expensive bill. <laughs> so, and I never wanted to call anyone before and I t- ended up taking care of that bill. My parents weren't too pleased to have that high bill, but I um, don't regret doing um, any of it because I missed him very much. I just, we talk about everything and still talk about everything and anything. It could be something as silly as why my toe turns to the left or whatever, but we just, I missed him very much. The day I wanted to propose to Mabel was on her birthday. It was 1984. Her birthday was coming up on August 13th. The day before her birthday, we went out on a on a date. And I I thought watching romantic movies it was always better when the girl didn't know she was going to get proposed to so it it would be a surprise so i i kind of figured mabel was expecting a proposal eventually right really no. soon and it really wouldn't be a surprise when i did it so i i concocted this plan to tell her that i wanted to maybe see other people and not break so up with serious. me the day before my birthday. Break up with me. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't consider breaking up because I was going to ask you to marry me the next day. But anyway, I just wanted to like make her think that maybe we weren't as serious as as we really were. She was driving when I, you know, sprung this <laughs> plan on her to act like maybe we should see other people. And she actually stopped the car and kicked me out of the car. Sure did. I had to walk the rest of the way home. The day before my birthday, (laughs) we should see other people and I'm driving and you're expecting me to take you home. I thought about it. I tried to look at his face because I could tell when he's trying to surprise me. But at that moment, I was already angry. 
I just, I was angry and I hadn't felt that anger before. So he, he had to exit the vehicle. I went home. So I unplugged the phone. I kept asking my parents what kinds of things will set clothes. How <laughs> did I think about it? They must just think I was nuts. What kinds of things will burn uh, pictures and clothes and even earrings? And they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm barbecuing. <laughs> barbecuing. But I said, I want to let you know, Arby and I are not together anymore. And wow. he just told me now, of course, my mom got, <laughs> got upset. My dad is, you know, it happens in life. Maybe you all weren't meant to be, but maybe you shouldn't be burning things. Because <laughs> if you change your mind or there might be memories you want, you can't get them back. I'm like, I'm done. He's toast. That's it. The next day, I continued my plan. You know, I called out sick for work, I remember. And I I called her house first to make sure she was, like she was home. And our mom kept answering. She wouldn't talk. Mabel wouldn't talk to me. And... Mm-hmm. I asked her mom, well, is she there, though? And she said, yes, she's there. So I went to the house, and I went. Mom let me in. Mabel was sitting in the living room, I think, watching General Hospital or something. Yeah, probably. And I uh, got in front of her. She wouldn't even look at me. She was, you know, Mm-mm. kind of gave me a glance and then looked away. She was mad, still mad. He's lucky my mom opened the door because I wasn't talking to yeah. you anymore. Yeah, and I got on one knee, and I opened the ring box, and I... Ask her to marry me. I said, will you marry me? And she glanced down at the <laughs> ring. I remember she was still didn't want to turn her head, but she glanced out the ring. All of a sudden, she snatched the ring out of my hand. Didn't even say <laughs> yes. I, I snatched the ring out of my hand, ran to the kitchen of their house where her mom was talking on the phone. And I just hear this screaming. I do remember him kneeling. And then it hit me what he had done and that made me even matter because I had burned up all our stuff. <laughs> so I realized his, his thinking and his logic, I'm going to throw her off so she won't know what to expect and what mm. I'm doing. So I hit him. I remember doing that. I saw the ring. I don't know if I really heard what he said. I snatched the ring and then ran in the kitchen and started yelling with my mom and then wondered where he was. But he says I never said yes. So here's your yes. <laughs> Thank you. I've been waiting 36 years for that. <laughs> Thank you. We got married in Los Angeles, California, in my home church, where I knew most of the people there. We had, let's see, maybe, I think we arrived at 40 people in our wedding party, including ourselves. There were seven ministers, so... We're married for life, as Arby says. There's a, <laughs> 10 years for every minister, so we got 70 years. We're going to be together. There was a bridal room. It was hot. It was August, and I was wearing a satin gown. It was too hot in there, so I sat outside the church until this you know, service start, because I do see movies, and the bride isn't supposed to be seen, so I was sitting there. They weren't going to open the church, so I'm knocking on the door trying to say it's me to try to get in the church. So the entry point that I was supposed to be entering from, everybody's looking there. I had to climb a fence, put my train in between my legs and the neighborhoods. I guess they thought the bride was running away, but I had to climb the fence to go in a door that I knew was open to enter at a different location to be sure Arby knew I was coming because I have a feeling he didn't think I was going to show up since he had done what he had done the day before my birthday in 1984. She had so many 
bridesmaids and these candle girls and we had a junior bride and groom. Bride and groom. We wanted to include all the family. Yeah. So it was wild. So I had to come up with 12 dudes and plus two, 14 dudes. I'm just about to pull guys off the street eventually. (laughs) You want to be in a wedding? I'll pay you. (laughs) For our honeymoon, we went to Acapulco, Mexico. Some champagne gets (laughs) sent up to us on the plane. And I'm thinking it's one of the complimentary champagne. I'm still trying to figure out how the airline knew we were married in there on our honeymoon, but champagne comes up and then we come to look at the back of the airplane when they were telling me someone else sent it to us. It happened to be a friend of ours that worked with Aubrey. He was on the same flight with us on our honeymoon. I worked together with this guy named Kevin at Aerospace Corporation. We met and whatever. We worked together. I'm like, what is he doing here? I'm thinking. (laughs) So I'm looking around to see who he was with and he wasn't with anybody. This dude just wanted to tag along we actually had to like pretend like we were going to bed sometime and then sneak out of our room later (laughs) so we could be alone because he was trying to do everything we did one of the nights when he was pushing it too much of planning our day or evening arby was running (laughs) to the door to possibly maybe end up in a mexican jail but i wasn't going to have that happen (laughs) so i had to dive across the bed i think of something i do i took a running start and tackled him at the door yeah i was ready to fight (laughs) I was ready to fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got great pictures, though. He was a great photographer. <laughs> <laughs> what I love most about Aubrey is he's a man of his word. He would do anything for me and anything for anyone else. He's a hard worker. He's not afraid of work. He loves his kids. Well, our kids, not his, but our children. He's the best part of me. He's just the best part of me, and he brings out the best in me. And he doesn't let me get away with anything. (laughs) What I love most about Mabel is that she truly is one of the kindest persons I've ever met. Yeah, almost too good to be true because she even like obeyed her parents all the time and and it's like I used to like try to figure her out I used to like this can't be real how nice this young lady is my favorite memory together is watching our children grow whether it's teaching them how to ride a bike showing them how to brush their teeth because when we see them and they, they're able to visit me, spend time with them, Arby and I always look to each other. We smile and hug them, you know, like, we did good. And also good memories of being able to help others. It makes, makes us happy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start crying again. Gosh. Taking a lot of people in over the years <laughs> for, for yeah. periods of, short periods of time. Yeah. I kind of relate our family to an athletic team where some people have strengths at certain things and weaknesses of certain things and other people have strengths of other things and they all fit together you know my strength might be her weakness my weakness might be her strength and everybody just kind of fell into their roles to make the whole thing work the thing i'm looking forward to most with mabel is uh 
retiring together and doing some traveling. I want to travel with Mabel to some places that I've always wanted to see. And I just want to keep laughing with her and <laughs> enjoying our our life. We've already kind of started that. We People make fun that we must go to more music festivals than <laughs> anybody they know. I wish I could elaborate more, but it would be ditto. It's just being able to retire with Aubrey, laugh with Aubrey, just to be able to spend time, more time together. I mean, sometimes I get a little nervous when I thank God, but a little nervous why God brought him to me and how much of my soulmate he is. And I'm thankful. I just, it overwhelms me sometimes. But to be able to be spending time with Aubrey, more time with him. listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and associate produced by Alex Trigvadotter.